0: For the fans in the Midwest, but heard coast-to-coast, the ones that bleed red and yellow, this is the Another Screenplay Chiefs Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Another Screenplay Chiefs Podcast. I am your host, Travis Steffen. And today for your Red Friday episode, we are going to be talking about the Chiefs going into Houston to take on the Texans on Sunday Night Football. Um, another front seven that is very dangerous, uh, especially J.J. Watt. Uh, you got Jadeveon Clowney. Um, it's definitely going to be a task for this offensive line that's still having some uh, key missing parts. You, you know, you still you're going to have LDT out. You're going to have Morse out. I don't know if Parker Einger is going to come in. And finally make his debut for this season. But uh, definitely expect at least Morse and LDT to be out. And it it is scary. You're going against, you know, another one of the best front sevens in the league. But at the same time, we've had these injuries and we took on Philadelphia. We took on the Redskins. uh, We took on the Chargers with their pass rushers. And so I'm not as worried about it. I know I know JJ Watt's going to get home. We I I am okay admitting that I think that he will get at least one sack. But the Chiefs offense has shown that they can still win even against these elite front sevens even with missing pieces and I can I just cannot stress enough how much credit I give to that offensive line and the depth that we have. And I think it's something that a lot of chiefs fans kind of just take advantage of, or, you know, just forget about and don't give credit to, uh, you know, you don't really think of the offensive line a whole lot, especially if you're a casual watching, you know, football fan, but I don't think that any other team could be still four and zero with three injured linemen, all three of your interiors being backups. And, Of course, you can say that anyway because the Chiefs are the only undefeated team left in the NFL, but the fact that they're doing it with so many injuries, it it really shows you how much depth this Kansas City Chiefs team has, and it's something to be really excited about. You have a lot of talent on this team, and it's not just your starters, even though I think that the Chiefs probably have one of the top, at least top two or three most elite players on their team, if not the most. So... Is definitely something that I am very excited about. Um, I think that it's something that you guys should be excited about. And as much as I worry about J.J. Watt and Clowney and stuff like that, you know, we've we've already faced good front sevens and defensive lines. So, you know, like I said, it's it's gonna be Alex Smith under pressure, you know, quite a bit, but. It depends on what Alex Smith and Andy Reid playbook we get come Sunday night. And so that's something to keep an eye on. You know, if if we get the Alex Smith that was breaking away from the pressure and escaping it and, you know, running the ball, I got no worries. I have no doubt in my mind the Chiefs can win this game. And, you know, going into Houston, it's a road game, but – it's not as much of a road game because the Chiefs have been going there every year, twice in 2015. Uh, You know, the last time we played the Texans was last year. I think it was week two, and that was ugly. Probably the most ugly game of the season. I mean, the offense just could not get anything going. Fumbles, picks. It was just downright ugly. Like, we pretty much forced the uh Texans to win that game and if I remember right I don't even think that the Chiefs had an offensive touchdown that whole game so um it's it's definitely concerning I guess but you know it's just a bad game uh otherwise we've really kind of kicked the curb with the Texans and um it'll be interesting to watch this Chiefs team take on the Houston Texans with a rookie quarterback in Deshaun Watson which a lot of you are very familiar with you know we saw him the last two years in the championship game against Alabama and a lot of you guys wanted Deshaun Watson to come to Kansas City and I was more on Patrick Mahomes. I liked him uh, better than Deshaun Watson, which is not uh, trash-talking Watson at all. I think he is a good quarterback, and I think he will have a good career in the NFL. And he's already showing that he can. Um, he's had you know some picks here and there, but he's doing really well. And, you know, you have to be aware that there's going to be those interceptions and stuff in your rookie season, or your first season playing at least, You know, finding out what you can get away with in the NFL. Uh, You know, they, they gotta they gotta take shots and see what they can get away with and what they can and cannot do. And that's what you're seeing a little bit. But you're also seeing a guy who can run the ball. He can run when he's under pressure, but at the same time, when Watson's under pressure, he's not very good. He he has been pretty bad under pressure. I think his. Um, quarterback rating is somewhere around 50% when under pressure, and he's been sacked 70, 17%. That offensive line is bad. And it's it's one of those things that makes me just... I want to say, okay, Sutton's going to finally let Houston chase after the quarterback, finally get some pressure on a quarterback, and I'm just... I'm ready to start smacking my forehead watching Justin Houston playing in coverage and containment. Like, yes, I, I, I think that you do have to watch Watson cause he can run the ball, but it's a rookie quarterback and he hasn't done well under pressure. And we've seen the defense play this dropping eight every week. And it's very frustrating. I'm so tired of watching it. At least, you know, I understand you're going to do it here and there, but dear God, it's been like the first three quarters every game. And we want to see Justin Houston do Justin Houston things. We want to see him shred quarterbacks and get in the backfield. And just rushing Justin Houston opens up so many more opportunities for the defensive line that a lot of people are criticizing. A lot of fans are criticizing this defensive line for not getting sacks or enough pressure when we're only rushing three guys every down. You know, most downs, it's three guys. And so I definitely want to see the Chiefs go after Deshaun Watson. And I, I mentioned in yesterday's episode, the Chiefs blitz the least amount in the NFL at 14% of the time. It's it's very frustrating, and I know that the Chiefs are usually a team that blitzes, you know, somewhere towards the bottom. They don't like to blitz a lot because they don't want to give up the big play, but I want to see them blitz more, especially this week. I don't trust Deshaun Watson's uh, deep accuracy. I think if you take away the short game and, you know, kind of help out with Hopkins, I guess, but really kind of... Drop a safety in the box. You can kind of eliminate those short ones and force him to beat you deep because his I'm sorry, but his accuracy deep is not that good. It's not terrible, but that is his weakness, is the, the deep throws. And I think that if you're going to attack this quarterback and win on the defensive side, you have to take away those short routes like we do with Derek Carr. And you have to get after him. You have to disrupt him against an offensive line that is not that good. So I really hope that Bob Sutton comes in to Houston and decides to let the defense go after the quarterback for once and for most of a game. And I think it could be a real big piece. But the Chiefs' defense has fared pretty well against the Houston Texans the last couple years, of course. They've been under quarterbacks like Brian Hoyer and Brock Osweiler. Um... You know, I saw a stat about Peters. He's allowed four receptions, I think one touchdown against the Texans. But he's also had three picks against them over the last two years. So um, I'm not worried about Peters. Um, I don't even think Hopkins will really be going against Peters a whole lot. I think you'll see some, but I don't expect him to be going matched up with him as much. Uh, I expect him to be going up against Terrence Mitchell, which I'm not really I'm not terrified of. I think that you know it's going to be another week of Terrence Mitchell and Philip Gaines getting uh, targeted quite a bit, especially with a rookie quarterback. You might see Peters trying to bait him a little bit, but I think that for the most part he's going to go to that that uh, right side of the, of our defense, his left side, and attack Mitchell and attack uh, Philip Gaines. But I think Mitchell has been doing really well. Uh, he had the two interceptions. And a few pass deflections against the Chargers. And he had another two pass deflections last week against the Redskins. And I think that now that he has had time to kind of get back into football shape and get back going, I think we're seeing the Terrence Mitchell that we saw down the stretch last year. And I want to kind of compare Mitchell's uh, situation with that of uh, Pittsburgh's running back, Le'Veon Bell who held out in training camp in preseason, didn't play a game or a snap until week one, and is just now getting around to looking like himself. He's still not quite there, but he's the closest he's been. He's had a very slow start. And we saw Terrence Mitchell have a slow start. He had some really mainly the the penalties in week one against the uh, Patriots when taking on Cook. But, I mean, each week he's gotten better. And you have to realize that he is going to give up some plays when he is targeted as much as he is. He's one of the most targeted corners in the league. And so you you can't expect him to just, you know, never allow a reception when you're targeted as much as he is. Now, last week he was targeted five times and only allowed two for 17 yards, which were both in the first quarter. And they were both cutback routes. So he actually came in on some key third downs and had those past deflections and has looked really good. I think that he's still getting too much uh, backlash from fans. I think you guys are just kind of remembering the bad and not the good. I know it's a lot easier to remember the bad plays than it is some of the good ones, especially when you're talking about defense. But I'm not worried about Terrence Mitchell, and I think that – even if it's not with Terrence Mitchell and it's with Peters, I think that they should devote some safety help to Hopkins. Uh, You know, Fuller, he's going to, he is, you know, a very fast receiver, but I say let him try and beat you deep. I think that's the key in this game. I think that, um, you know, forcing Watson to beat you deep is the way to really disrupt, disrupt that offense. And I'm not worried about their run game. You know, Miller and Foreman, is definitely not the strong suit of their offense. You know, Foreman's had the same amount of uh, carries as Hunt, but has like half the yards and maybe a quarter of the touchdowns. I'm not terrified of this this running uh, game that the Houston Texans have. It, you know, it was really good last year at the beginning of the year, but it's, it's not something to really be concerned about. It's Hopkins, Fuller, those are your main two guys. And containing uh, Watson from scrambling a lot, I think of those those are the key things. But if you keep him under pressure, I think that he'll make those rookie mistakes. I think that it's definitely... I would be surprised if the, the Chiefs didn't walk away from this game with at least one interception. I'd be very surprised. Um, they don't really have a tight end that's, you know to be worried about, so we're not going to have to, you know, like Jordan Reed or um, uh, what's the Philadelphia – Zach Ertz. We don't have to worry about them. We don't have to worry about Antonio Gates or uh, Hunter Henry. We don't have to worry about those kind of matchups, and so I think it really kind of lets Eric Murray kind of play a little more safety game instead of covering tight ends. I mean, we could still see him playing – with the tight ends a lot, but I think that with the matchups that we have going into this game and tight end not being a big issue, I think that we have the personnel to be able to bracket Hopkins or Fuller depending on where they line up and I think that this defense could have a really big day. I definitely do not see uh the Texans you know having a game anything like their last couple against the Patriots terrible defense against the um oh, who are they oh, the Titans last week who they completely just dominated you know those are both teams with bad secondaries and I don't see that in and front sevens I mean the the Patriots defense all around has been garbage and their front seven has been their weakest part but um the Titans you know I know last year they had you know a pretty good front seven, but it's not showing up this year. And I do not see Watson having near the game that he has had the last couple of weeks. So those are definitely some things to keep an eye on, but uh, I really hope that Bob Sutton lets the dogs loose this week, let him go after uh, the rookie quarterback and disrupt him. I think that's the best way to win this game. Uh, switching over to the offensive side and the Texans defense um, you know like I said you have J.J. Watt and uh, Jadavion Clowney those are probably the only two that I'm really really concerned about I guess Uh, you know I know there's other good players on that that defense but those are the only that really concern me Um, I think that the Texans are kind of similar in the fact that it's the way to beat them is deep, intermediate routes. Uh, their secondary. They lost their best corner to go to Jacksonville in the offseason. Um, their safeties are not very good. I think that Travis Kelsey could actually have a heyday against this uh, Texans defense, and he's done pretty well against them prior events. So I think that Travis Kelsey could have another big day, um, depending on what they – Decide to do personnel wise i don't know who they're gonna try and take away uh whether it's hunt kelsey or uh hill but i think that you know we might see some bracketing with uh tyreek hill uh you might see it with uh kelsey i i don't know you could see them putting an extra safety in the box to help against hunt No one's been able to stop Hunt, even these great defensive lines and front sevens like Philly and um, Washington. Washington had the second best defense against the run, and still Hunt was able to go for 101 yards. So we still have yet to see a defense, even with all the injuries on our offensive line, to be able to contain Hunt. And I think that uh, they're going to devote a lot of time to trying to do so. So I think that taking those deeper shots is the way to to beat this Houston defense, where their secondary is their probably weakest link. But I like I said before, I think that Alex Smith is going to be under a lot of pressure, you know, with your injuries and whatnot. But the Texans are also eighth in highest blitzing, thirty-two percent of the time the Texans are blitzing. It is uh, definitely going to be concerning but I think that we will see Hunt with a lot of chipping when he's blocking. I think that we'll see uh, Kelsey before he goes out into, you know, to take on, go out for a pass. I think we'll see him chipping a lot too, but I'm, like I said, we we faced multiple good front sevens in elite defensive lines and we've still come out with wins. So while it is concerning, It's not something that has me just like holding the couch cushion and just terrified of. So, um, I think that I want to see Conley have a good game. I want to see him get targeted more and I'm going to say that until he does. Um, you know, I, I just still do not believe that Conley is going to have his breakout year. Uh, I stated, uh, you know, in the preseason, especially when the podcast first started, that I don't think that Conley can break out with Alex Smith. There's just not enough to go around. And Smith has his guys that he trusts and who Andy Reid puts the playbook around. And I think that we aren't gonna see Conley really break out and have that breakout year until we have Mahomes come in. So Conley is another guy that's had some good performances, but Conley's definitely come up big in big time situations each week. You know, when we definitely need a third down late in the game, he's been there. And, you know, we had that that play against the Redskins where they thought it was a fumble. Then, you know, thank the Lord his butt was on the ground. But, you know, I'm not worried about that. Uh, you know, Conley has very strong hands. You know, I I put up some gifts on uh Twitter over the off season of Conley making plays with guys draped all over him. He's got really good hands and he's very aggressive. Uh, he's gotten stronger. I think even this off season, I know he did last off season significantly. Uh, but I think that we're not going to see him fully break out until we see Patrick Mahomes come in. But I think just like the, um, You know, the Chiefs are going against a weaker secondary, and it's it's the way to beat the Texans. You you have to attack it deep, and we saw uh, Alex Smith get back to some more deep throws last week against the Redskins. And um, you know, really, the only performance that I was upset with was the Chargers game for Alex Smith, and it wasn't entirely him. Uh, A lot of it was the conservative play calling, but. At the same time, it was him rushing into the pressure and not escaping it. And we saw him get back to escaping the pressure. We saw him making more deep shots down the field against the Redskins. And we saw a more creative playbook from Andy Reid. So if the playbook is that, that kind of same creative, con, you know, not the conservative 2016 Chiefs, I think we definitely have a good chance of winning this game. But we can definitely not look like we did in week two of last year. Um, So it's definitely something to watch, of course, like I always say. But um, really, that's about all I can say with the offense. Uh, I I really think I I see Travis Kelsey having a big day here. But I want to break it over to I asked another question on Twitter. And I asked you guys what you're worried about and what you're confident about confident about going into this game. And I had a few responses. Um, Johnny Berkzak at Football Fatty. I know you do your uh, AFC West podcast with a couple other guys. And uh, you're, you're confident in Reed's ability to change the scheme and this defense ability to jump on Watson's mistakes. Worried about offensive line a little bit. I would agree. Uh I'm a little worried about the offensive line. I'm not at that panic mode. I'm not even close to the panic mode. Um I I think that Reed could definitely uh take advantage of the defense and I think that Sutton uh could take advantage of Watson. And I definitely think that the uh the secondary will take advantage of the mistakes that Watson makes. You know, these last two games that Watson's done so well in have been against kind of crappy defenses. And so I want to see him go... Like, Watson has not played a defense like Kansas City. Definitely nowhere near the caliper of a defense like Kansas City's. Even with the injuries that we have, I think that we will see him make more mistakes. And I think that this is definitely a team that can capitalize on those mistakes. Uh My red soul, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, at inhale pain, uh, my red soul, sorry. Uh, Confident in the whole team's chances, Gaines is a big worry and worried about Watson running on the Chiefs. Um, Like I said, I think that the defense is going to play a lot of containment like we saw with Zombo, especially last week. Uh, Houston, again, uh, as much as it makes me dread it, I think that uh they're definitely gonna be playing a lot of containment against Watson trying to keep him in that pocket um as far as Gaines goes, I think I haven't gone back and watched the film review yet. I meant to do that today. I'm gonna try and do it tomorrow but or today for you guys, since I'm recording this Thursday night, but I have not been had any problems as of lately with Gaines. I think that he's actually made some pretty you know big plays. For the Chiefs' the last couple games, we've seen him uh, get after the running back in the backfield each of the last two games, and I, like I said, it, this is just me watching the game the first time and not like paying attention to just gains. But I don't remember him giving up any huge plays the last two games, and I think that just like Mitchell, he has progressed since the first two weeks. Um, I'll, I'll definitely look into that, but um, I definitely think that the texans and deshaun watson are going to be trying to take advantage of gains especially with the success that mitchell's starting to have um blake at nfl draft underscore kc i'm worried about philip Gaines being on the field i'm confident reed will have a good game plan against the texans i just went over philip Gaines, and like i said i think um as long as andy reed comes out with a playbook like we've seen three out of the four games excluding the chargers game I think that the offense will have a good day. I think that um, Andy Reid could definitely, you know, scheme up some stuff to take advantage of the secondary. And, you know, whether it's short routes, whether it's uh, throwing it deep, I think we will see uh, Alex Smith, you know, throw a couple more deep balls, maybe, you know, three or four, uh, like we've seen outside of the Chargers game. But, I'm definitely not worried about the game plan as long as it's not the conservative 2016 chiefs, um, chiefsology at LWOS, Mike Wilson, uh, not worried per se, but if Houston wins, I'm curious how fans will react to us, not taking Watson in the draft. That's something that I did not think about, uh, when I asked the question, um, it, it's a very interesting, uh, worry. Uh, I could definitely see it happening, um i think that with the sex success that mahomes has had in the preseason i think it tones it down a little bit uh but you definitely have a lot of fans that were very high up on deshaun watson and while i liked mahomes better coming out of the draft i think that watson was my number two guy and i think that like i said i think he could have a really good nfl career um I'm not as concerned about it, but I I know there's going to be those fans that will sit here and talk about that and wish that we would have taken Deshaun Watson. Of course, Deshaun Watson wouldn't be playing either if he came to Kansas City. So uh, you're you're always going to have a little bit of that, especially when Mahomes does step in, whether it's next year or the year after. Um, I think that when Mahomes makes mistakes, or even the Chiefs' offense struggles, I think that we will always see a little bit of that. You know, people that just kind of trolling it and uh, basically nitpicking. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to happen. I'm not as worried about it. I kind of tune that out, I guess you could say. Um, I'm happy with Mahomes, like I said. So I'm not as worried about it, but I know there there's going to be fans that even if the Chiefs win and Houston has a really good game i think there's going to be fans that uh bring that up i think that's it's going to be something to talk about for the next few years especially when mahomes starts playing and you know them two coming out of the same draft you're going to have a lot of comparisons over the years and through their careers so uh there was a couple of you that uh i either missed or Came in late with the topic from yesterday on, you know, your most overrated and underrated players on the team. Uh, Kyle Herrick at Kyle Herrick1. Uh, I'm sorry I missed your uh, tweet yesterday. That was on me. Um, your over is DeAnthony Thomas and your under is Fulton. Um, I know that I talked about DeAnthony Thomas looking good in the preseason, but as far as the last you know since the regular season has started I have not seen anyone high on D'Anthony Thomas especially since he's not returning really anymore um I wouldn't say he's overrated I guess if you're talking from my thoughts on him in the preseason I guess you could say that uh underrated Fulton I have seen Fulton get um a lot of backlash on Twitter I've seen People constantly bring up a couple bad snaps and, you know, those could be very uh, damaging. But I think overall he has been a very good piece uh, being able to come in and play center. And I think that you guys have to realize that Fulton's the guy that they can bring in that for a backup who can play guard or center. No matter who gets hurt, he can come in and play. We saw it in 2015. When we had to put him in at center and he was playing a lot of the year, a lot of into the playoffs. We saw him play last year at guard. So, and then now we've seen him come in for Mitch Morse and I, I am completely okay with what I've seen from Fulton and to have a player like that, that you can just plug in and the offensive line doesn't miss a beat. You know, he came in late in the game against the Eagles and while he was on limited snaps, cause it was late in the game, but Usually, when you, especially at the center position, when you have a guy come in late in the game against a very good elite defensive line, usually you see a lot of struggle, but we didn't see anybody miss a beat. The offensive line has played with Fulton before, and he's played even at center before with this team. So I think that that is definitely something that. Uh, to be admired, I don't know that Fulton will be here next year. I think that he can get a bigger contract somewhere else, uh, especially since he can play multiple positions. Uh, so, yes, I definitely think that he is underrated. Um, Rocco McTaco McLocco, as a lot for a name, um, at Rocco Taco 3006, your over is D Ford. He was good last year until he got hurt and switched sides on defense where he was terrible you're under is ron parker i agree i think that a lot of people like to bring up d ford's success from last year and i'm not trying to belittle him uh, i'm not trying to say uh that you know i'm not trying to take away his success but it came on the opposite side and you know he did get hurt and he was playing with a nagging uh groin if i remember right um or hamstring. Um, so I think that I haven't seen him do a whole lot this year. Uh, he looked faster in the preseason. Um, but at the same time, we haven't really got to see him chase after the quarterback like I've been talking about. And I'm not as big on D Ford as a lot of people. And I haven't been, and I'm not sitting here saying he's a bust still like a lot of people were his first couple of years, but I definitely think that I would not be mad if the chiefs let him go and decided to draft someone new. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put it there. And, um, as, as far as Ron Parker, I think Ron Parker is the most underrated safety in the league. I don't think he gets enough credit. And I think a lot of that is due to Eric Berry. Uh, but Ron Parker week after week, uh, plays extremely well and under the radar. And there's been a couple games where he's either led in tackles or been top three, so um, having Ron Parker back there makes the Eric Barrier situation a lot easier to handle. And you know Daniel Sorensen coming in and playing it the way he's been, um, it it's definitely is nice to have that depth. Like we talked about earlier, we have that's probably our biggest depth position that we have. You know, even Eric Murray, I think, has played really well the last couple of weeks, even against really good tight ends. You know, he did really well against Ertz. Uh, he did pretty well against Jordan Reed. So, I definitely think that Ron Parker is underrated, and I would like to see him get, um, you know, a little more, a little more respect, I guess you could say. Um, but, you know, we'll 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 see what happens this weekend. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, you know, another primetime game. So it's one of those games that I really think that the chiefs need to win. I think they need to win as many of these primetime games as possible. If they want to get the respect of the NFL and the fan bases, uh, and just the national media. And, you know, we, we talk about this national media perspective on the chiefs and, you know, I'm still seeing a lot of people get really frustrated when, uh, you know, they talk about the chiefs and someone brings up the playoffs Look, you have to win in the playoffs if you want to get that respect, and they have not been able to do that, even though they got their first one back in two thousand fifteen in a wild card game against the Texans. It was against Brian Hoyer, so it's you know you could say that yes, it was very uh, impressive that they were able to win. I think it was what thirty to nothing. You shut them out, okay? Yeah, it, it, that's impressive, but other than that, they're stuck. In the divisional round. And, you know, both times it's been an offensive problem. And so um, we've seen this offense look a lot better this year. Will they consistently play at this level? And will they be able to consistently play at that level in the playoffs? Uh, I don't know. I think if they continue to play the way they're playing, I think that they, they are able to win a few games in the playoffs. I think that they could definitely make it to that AFC championship and, you know, maybe the Super Bowl. I don't know. Um, I'm still not sold yet. I'm not going to be sold till we get to the playoffs. And, you know, I came into the season saying that I don't think that Alex Smith is going to be the guy to win you a Super Bowl. And now if he plays – if Smith is able to play – like he's been playing, like he played against the Redskins, like he played against the Eagles, like he played against the Patriots, even with that terrible defense, that is an Alex Smith that can win you a Super Bowl, if the play calling allows. I think that that is the way. that I I never said that Alex Smith can't. I just don't know that he will. Um, but if he plays the way he has three out of the four weeks, I I definitely think that he can win you a Super Bowl. And we will see what comes in the later weeks and into the playoffs. So uh, that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, Enjoy your Red Friday. Enjoy the game Sunday night. And I will be back to talk to you and have a recap of this game come Tuesday morning for you guys. So have a good one, and I will talk to you Tuesday. Thank you for listening to the Another Screenplay Chiefs podcast over on Blog Talk Radio. If you'd like to get more information regarding your Chiefs, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Stephan NFL. You can go to Facebook and find the Facebook page at Another Screenplay. Or you can go over to Arrowhead Addict and find any of my articles there. Make sure you leave a rating or review and let me know what you guys want to hear from here on out.